You are listening to Life Clips, episode 31. Hey, family. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you've been diving into these podcasts, which may seem a little crazy and odd at times. And why was Kim taking us down this complete new age mumbo jumbo rabbit hole? Well, there's a reason for that. And the reason is, is today, this is what we're diving into. And we were going to be diving into this book for a while. We're going to sit here at this podcast for a while because there's a lot of information to cover. Only I would take time out <laughs> to read this crazy book. Um, but the thing is, I, I'm also going to prove to you that this is legit. Like this is what they really believe by going to the videos on YouTube. And you can actually hear from this uh, woman, Red Pill the World, uh, which is also um, Freedom Force Battalion, their channel, and you can hear for yourself what they believe. We have to stay biblical. We we have to, uh, because this is what they were trying to do here, is to dissect the Word of God, and um, she's, in, she, she's in a lot of error. Uh, um, I don't know her name. Um, I, I would love to reach out to her and have a dialogue with her, and to let her know that what she believes is totally unbiblical. It is totally false. And she should really be afraid for her eternal destination. I also want to um, say that, you know, when you dive down a road of, of new age and what we're diving in here with QAnon, um, you kind of have to be armored up. And I found this a long time ago online, and I don't know if it's backwards, if you guys can see it or not see it, kind of goes through what each part of um, what we should be wearing on us means. So as you can see here, it says uh, the helmet of salvation. It protects your mind and identifies a soldier's allegiance. It says the enemy wants us to doubt God, Jesus, and our salvation. Um, then the breastplate of righteousness, right? You're forgiven, accepted by faith. It's the righteousness of God, and it protects your heart. And then it says here, Satan, I don't know if you can see that. Satan attacks our hearts, emotions, self-worth, trust. He accuses us of being guilty and unworthy. Then we get down here to the, the shield of faith, and it says the enemy attacks with insults, setbacks, and temptation. The shield of faith protects us from fiery arrows, and we cling to hope in Christ. And that other part says, refuse to believe the lies. Sorry, I couldn't really read that. Then we have our feet shod with the preparation of the good news. So uh, that is to be available and ready. The enemy wants us to think that telling others the good news is worthless and a hopeless tax, tax, task Sorry, that's the lady's name. Uh, you can go ahead and look her up and get your own copy of this amazing thing. Sword of the Spirit is the Holy Bible. Um, when tempted, trust in the truth of God's word. This is coming in extremely handy right now in today's episode. Not so much the tempted part, but to trust in the truth of God's word. Without the truth of God's word, you're going to go down this ridiculous rabbit hole and totally twist scripture. And then last but not least, this says right up here, um, sorry, right here, the sword of the spirit protects from lies. Um, the belt of truth protects 
Will Satan fights with lies? Only believers have God's truth. So again, Pam Coxwell is the one who made this. I love it. Um, I have this actually on my refrigerator. I keep it there. I just pulled it down for this particular episode. We're going to dive right in. And the first thing I'm going to start off with is uh, a video. Um, again, I like to be engaging. But this video is actually from QAnon and what their plan is and uh, why they're so deceived. So they firmly believe that they will, uh, they're very much kingdom now theology, which that's why I brought in new age, because that is a new age way of thinking that you yourself are these gods or little gods who can usher in a grand utopia. And uh, anyway, so they believe that they will conquer the Antichrist, and we'll get into that because they don't believe the Antichrist is an actual person. Um, so hold on, guys. I'm telling you, there's a lot we're going to be getting into. Um, but before we begin, as always, you need to subscribe to the channel. It's right here in the corner, right there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, hit subscribe. Give me a thumbs up. And as always, share, share, Share. So let's go on and we'll get into the QAnon video and then we will move on from there. Enjoy. Have you ever wondered why we go to war or why you never seem to be able to get out of debt? Why there is poverty, division and crime? What if I told you there was a reason for it all? What if I told you it was done on purpose? What if I told you that those who were corrupting the world, poisoning our food, and igniting conflict were themselves about to be permanently eradicated from the earth? You might think that an idealistic fantasy. Well, let me tell you a story. We acknowledge there are criminals, of course. They rob your house, they steal your phone. They can murder you too if they think they can get away with it. We have all experienced criminals in one way or another. Criminals, as we know, are those who choose personal gain over the rights of others and have no regard for the law. But here is where you need to expand your thinking. Criminals can also succeed in business and politics and can be elected as our leaders. If a criminal became the president, imagine what they could achieve. They could use the full weight of their executive power to commit much larger crimes and ensure they and their friends were enriched to the fullest extent possible. A criminal president could create alliances with other criminal presidents and then collaborate on more global criminal activities. Anything goes. Drug running, human trafficking, whatever makes the big bucks. The 20th century was turbulent with war, economic disaster, famines and displacement. We have always accepted these things as just human nature and simply the way the world works. Something inevitable and due to the weaknesses of human nature that drive us to these actions. This is where we were all tragically wrong. You are not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. So how can we just assume that it is human nature that is driving all this pain and misery? What if it wasn't human nature at all, and as a result of something more deliberate? We were taught that capitalism was the cause of a massive rich-poor divide and the reason for poverty, which in turn is the reason for war, crime, and starvation. Others were taught that communism, a system of equal wealth across all people, was really to blame for the mess. But you see, folks, it is none of these things. It is not our nature to fight and be racist. 
It is not in our nature to rob from others. What you must learn is that it was the criminals all along. Yes, they got power. More power than a criminal should ever have. They rose to the top of media companies that control our news and entertainment. They ascended to the top of the banking system, also to the Oval Office, to Brussels, to the Vatican, to the Crown. They crept in quietly. They became leaders of agricultural companies who have control over our food supply. Also big pharmaceutical companies, the ones we trust to help us when we're sick. Nobody stopped them, and they just recruited more criminals to help them. First, they accumulated the world's wealth. They invented a system of money called central banking, which lends money to governments with interest, placing countries into eternal debt. People's wealth got less. Their wealth got more. Much more. When a criminal is already as rich as they can get, then protecting their ill-gotten gains becomes the priority. Angry citizens tired of being poor are a major obstacle and can revolt if they suffer enough. The criminals needed to prevent this. So they diverted attention to the last remaining competitor, the people of the world. You and me. We were not happy being ruled by criminals and having to work three jobs just to survive. They know we won't accept it. So they use their control of the media to set black against white, woman against man, young against old, Muslim against Christian. They convinced us we were the problem so that we would fight and destroy ourselves. To get it done faster, they attacked all aspects of humanity that make us strong. Like family, using their influence over culture, they popularized lifestyle choices that led to a surge in broken homes, lost youth, and substance abuse. I could talk all day about how else they deliberately weakened us and it would turn your stomach. We were just trying to get on with living. So where are all the good guys? Good people just want to get married, have kids, make a living, and enjoy their liberty. Well, there were good guys. Many. One became the President of the United States in January 1961. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do, or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie. I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. 
This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. He knew about these criminals and wanted them gone. He knew their intentions for us all and he wanted to fight them. Sadly, he had no idea how powerful they had become. Reagan also had good intentions for the American people. He knew this criminal mafia controlled almost everything by the stage, including the powerful rogue intelligence agencies. His economic policies were promising, but the criminals needed a weak America to hold on to their power. Reagan was shown with a bullet that a growing U.S. economy and prosperous citizens were not what the criminals wanted. It was looking pretty grim for good people. Every time someone wanted to stand up and do the right thing, they got stopped. Were we ever to be freed? These criminals are also known as the Deep State, or Cabal, because of how they control things behind the scenes. Every president after Reagan was one of these Deep State criminals, and their empire got even stronger. With each bad president came new depths America and the world would sink. The world collapsed into darkness. Do you need me to tell you how? Destroyed factories, declining job numbers, sicker people, opioids, destruction of Iraq, Syria, and Yemen with pointless war, displacement of people into Europe, ISIS, terrorism, collapsed governments, poverty, and genocide. Total misery. Do you think that was inevitable? Hell no. Well, here's where things start to take a new turn. When the full picture comes to be known, it will forever be regarded as the greatest story ever told. Well, here is the top line. Some good people still held positions of power. They valued humanity and the rule of law. While the criminals discussed their game plan at the annual Bilderberg meetings, the good guys were making plans of their own. The information age was coming to change history forever. As the internet flooded into every home, and appliances became smarter, and when people started carrying tracking devices, an opportunity to put an end to criminal control over the world was emerging. We became connected, trackable, and surveilled. But so did they. They became dependent, just like we did, on email, SMS, instant communication. It made crime much easier, but it also put them on a grid that, if accessed by the right people, would expose their crimes to the public and end their iron grip on us once and for all. In this new age of information, it was thought that the military should also have its own intelligence agency to focus on cybercrime and espionage. They called this the NSA, the National Security Agency. Here we had every phone call, email, and text from every device stored and archived. Whether it be someone making a doctor's appointment, or the deep state setting up a massive heroin purchase from the Taliban. In the right hands, it would be enough information to expose the entire sinister criminal plot to rub us blind and wipe us out. Hold that thought, now I need to explain the plan. The good guys were devising a plan to reclaim the world from the cabal and return it to the people. It would involve alliances with multiple countries, since the criminals had global rat lines, trade, and other infrastructure in place that would need their cooperation. It came down to two choices for America. Launch a military coup to seize the government from whichever cabal puppet was in the White House at the time. 
or when legitimately. Take control of the NSA, expose the criminals for what they are, and arrest them all. Obviously, the first option would be very troubling for the public. With people still preoccupied with cabal-engineered social issues, they would likely revolt and hurt themselves and others. No, it would have to be the latter. So they needed a candidate who could win, and who could win big. Many states like California had been so heavily inundated by criminals that even the voting machines were electronically set up to swing votes any which way. It would need to be a very decisive victory. Good patriots in the U.S. military and their global partners asked Trump to run for president so they could take back control of America legitimately without alarming the public. Trump was a good choice, obviously, because he overcame the voter fraud and won. But he was a patriot and he was loved and admired by the public. He was not interested in joining the cabal because they hated America and he did not agree with them on that point. As soon as he showed interest in taking power, they activated their media assets to viciously turn on him. That's when we saw the sudden hatred emerge. Even when he won, the cabal still had no idea what he was a part of and the sophisticated plan that was about to unfold against them. Shocked at their loss, they mobilized their full arsenal of intelligence, media, money, and technology to try and take back power. Their people at the top of the DOJ and FBI then put together a plan to frame Trump and have him impeached. This is where we come back to the NSA again. All messages were stored and could be used to expose this plot and prevent Trump's overthrow. An entire book will be written about the first two years of Trump's presidency. False flag terror attacks, down planes, missile alerts, assassination attempts. Here is the point. The world is currently experiencing a dramatic covert war of biblical proportions. Literally the fight for Earth between the forces of good and evil. I can't put it in simpler terms, but I can say it appears the good guys are winning. The Cabal had complete control over North Korea. They hijacked the Kim Dynasty, took them hostage, and worked to build up a nuclear arsenal to threaten the world. Kim Jong-un suddenly embracing peace was simply because the deep state were beaten and driven out. ISIS was also destroyed in the year following Trump's win. We are all starting to see the pattern now that enough time has passed, that our biggest global concerns are starting to recede, and peace is returning. It is all evidence that the good guys are winning the war. But we are still in the middle. While a lot is improving, it still puzzles many that most of these known criminals are still free, especially the higher-ups like Hillary Clinton, the Bushes, and Obama. That is coming in the next chapter of the story. That's why we have Q. The good guys with control over the NSA began the Q intelligence dissemination program to invoke an online grassroots movement that came to be called The Great Awakening. It started on underground internet channels and then moved to the mainstream. Q has been a fun distraction for those who follow world events and desire truth, but it is about to begin a much more important and necessary phase, keeping the public informed when the deep state war breaks out onto the surface. By this, I mean high-profile arrests. Yes, folks, the criminals I'm referring to are famous politicians, actors, singers, CEOs, and celebrities. People who have earned our trust, respect, and admiration. They have done very bad things that are all fully known and documented, and they will be severely punished. Those of us who have followed Q since the beginning will be here to help you make sense of the coming events. We are among the first to realize that our petty partisan divisions are just trivial distractions, and we are all enslaved by a hidden enemy. 
we realized that the problem was never capitalism or socialism, Democrat or Republican, black or white, Muslim or Christian. We know it was just very powerful criminals who had too much power. Fellow slaves, it's time to buckle your seatbelt, recognize your true enemy, and embrace a new future that we all owe to the brave patriots who risk their lives to achieve this victory against the greatest force of evil the world has ever known. May God bless America. All right. <laughs> As if that wasn't enough, I have one more to share with my family. Uh, don't disown me. Um, it gets better. It gets really good. Um, this next video is uh, Trump, his tweets, and QAnon's Q-drop, how they all align themselves biblically. Um, so apparently, President Trump, his tweets, is somewhere in the Bible. I must have missed that book of the Bible. And uh, QAnon's Q-drops are also in the Bible, so they all connect somehow, some way. So without further ado, enjoy yourself on that one, too. Here we go. But welcome to the Freedom Force Battalion. We talk about here, biblical, how this is biblical, how the Q posts and the Trump tweets match up exactly with God's word. It's quite amazing. Okay. So um, before we begin, as always, I like people to um, give me feedback and advice. So as you can see, I have a new contraption here. I am no longer using my microphone stand. Um, I really couldn't with what we're diving into today because I have to look at notes and I have a book and I have just stuff here at the, the base of my, uh, my desk here and I just couldn't do that. So let me know how sound quality works. If it doesn't sound good, I don't have my little, um, as they call it, a, uh, a pop thing. So if my P's and my B's, um, just kidding, I did that on purpose. But anyway, if my P's, B's sound a little, please let me know. Okay, thanks. Uh, anyway, so we're going to dive right in. And uh, so I don't recommend this at all, um, but this is the book. It's called QAnon and a Thousand Years of Peace. It is an edition number two. Um, they had to update it for, um, I guess, apparently everything that they said in the first edition not coming to fruition. So um, as all false teachers and people who believe in falsehood, how, how it happens is you, is you have to um, update, you know, you have to make adjustments for that. Yeah. So what we're going to do here today is instead of taking up 10 podcasts to go through a 235 page book, because I don't have the time to sit and record that. And you probably don't have the time to listen. So what we're going to do today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dissect this book um, in bits and pieces and then upload um, episodes and videos regarding this book. So uh, this fiction book, uh, just so you know, it is fiction because there's nothing in this book that is true. Everything that this lady and QAnon and uh, these people believe is a lie. They have created their own lie. And again, I want to preface that by saying I, I feel bad for them on every level. I, I feel bad for the condition of their soul because they're deceived. And should they still be here when the rapture happens, they will be deceived by the Antichrist. I guarantee you they will because they'll think that it's actually Jesus Christ. Let's dive in. I don't want to waste any more time. So the book starts out literally on page two. And I'm going to quote a lot throughout this book. 
and then play a video if it pertains to what we've just read. Now, I also want to say this, please go to their YouTube channel on your own. There's many other videos that I did not download um, for us to look at and to dive in together. I didn't want to do all of that. What I wanted to do is I just wanted to play the videos that I felt that were most important. Then also, I do have a pastor where I shared some of his videos um, where we can dissect biblical truth. And I highly recommend that you go to, I'm not sharing my screen, so I can't hit that yet. I highly recommend, actually, I guess I can do that. That's what I got this spell. Yep. Oh, hold please. Got to open my browser first. I'll get all that set up. Okay. All right. So as you can see, I am on Andy Woods Ministries, his page. And if you go to playlist right here, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff. Um, if you want to scroll down, I think it's, yep, third row right here, the book of Revelation. And he literally goes through the entirety of the book. Um, so we will be diving into a lot on this playlist during this podcast here uh, for the next upcoming weeks. But anyway, again, um, this is the page, Andy Woods Ministries right here. Please go ahead and subscribe to this channel. You'll be blessed. And, and again, his playlists are amazing. He dissects the rapture like no other person. He's now going into his, his these two series are still going on. Um, he is diving into Genesis and currently we are also in the book of James. So anyway, if you need a good biblically sound pastor, he is your go-to. Another one also that I just found through someone else while we're here, this guy here, Rock Harbor Church, um, he's really good as well. So he's got some really good videos. And as always, I think we're all on the same page when it comes to uh, J.D. Farag. He's amazing absolutely amazing. So I uh, say that you subscribe to his channel as well. So anyway, let me stop that share. We don't need that anymore. And there's my plugs for the day that they don't ask me to do, but I do it anyway. All right. So on page two, with all that being said, and the reason I wanted to bring that up is they say, and I quote, you are welcome to simply believe what religions, what religious pundits and political pundits and media pundits and every other pundit says, or you are invited to join the white hats. Do you remember why we brought up New Age? Because they don't believe that what they believe in is dark. They believe it's light. In the fight to take back our world and have your eyes open to what the Lord has promised over and over in his word and how he is fulfilling those promises and in our day, end of quote. Then it goes on. So, well, we're not going to read all that. Okay. You can just, with that intro, you can just imagine what else they have to say. Chapter one is called Revolution. And that's what QAnon is all about, right? The grand revolution. It's called the grand deception, actually. And they are deceived. So their revolution is called the Great Awakening. And as I said in a couple of podcasts ago, do you not find that ironic that the speed at which this has picked up? Because the devil masquerades as an angel of light. And it seems like this movement has picked up the pace because the devil knows his time is short and he has to deceive. And how else is he going to deceive? By bringing in a movement that is so far from the word of God, but yet they say that it's from the word of God. They claim 
And I quote, well, let me not quote right there. So they claim that the great awakening is what we're going through right now. And I will quote, quote, the strangest part is that even though millions have been awaiting this day, the great awakening, very few even realize in all caps, this is it, exclamation point. The Bible calls it the great day of the Lord, end quote. So no, so right off the bat in the first chapter, they can't even get that part right. The great day of the Lord, i.e. is the tribulation of which we read about in Revelation, Daniel, Joel. It's riddled throughout the Bible. Then they continue to say, and I quote, now don't be scared. Revelation is not what we've been told, end quote. Really? Okay. The last time I checked, the book of Revelation is very clear that if you add or take away to that book, the plagues herein will be added to you. They need to watch what they're doing because they are treading in an area that should scare them. That should scare this lady who clearly should not be having 65,000 followers on her page because she's leading them into a hole of deception. And that deception is going to lead these people to firmly believe that the Antichrist is their promised Messiah. They uh, also, on page five, they misused 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, as Peter said, because they, let me back up a little bit. They said, quote, ask the Lord for understanding. He promised to guide us into all truth. They're not praying to the Lord for understanding. They're praying to their Lord, lowercase l, the devil. And this is the understanding, which is false that he's given them. Okay, so Second Peter chapter three, uh, the little snippet that they took that from, they're not keeping it in context. And the thing is, it literally this chapter calls them out. And they, of course, don't realize it because they are blinded by their father, the devil. So let's pick it up in verse three. It says, and this is uh, again, second Peter chapter three, verse three. It says, know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. And then it goes on, right? For when we maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water. And then it goes on about the world being, you know, destroyed by a flood. Then um, can, in, in verse 10, uh, or actually verse nine, right? It says, the Lord is not slow about his promise, meaning his coming, as some count slowness, but he is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed. This is not the rapture. This is regarding Christ's second coming. And the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed, to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you be, you know, holy uh, conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will, men, will melt with intense heat. Clearly that's going to happen. He's already repeated it twice, uh, that the world will be destroyed and intense heat will 
decimate planet Earth. Verse 13, but according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So verse 14 is where I really want to pick it up. Therefore, so why is therefore? It's because he was explaining everything previously. So therefore, because of what I just told you, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, spotless and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you. And, and this is the verse that they kind of, kind of took out of context. And it actually describes them because they don't have understanding. As also in his letter, speaking in them of these things, what things, Christ's second coming, the end of the world, in which are some things hard to understand. So Peter is telling you, so the letters that Paul wrote, some of these things that he mentioned, yes, are hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort. Let me repeat that. Verse 16, that they took out of context. As also in his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort. As do, I'm sorry, as they do also the rest of scriptures to their own destruction. Wow. That's not what they say here, though. Ask the Lord for understanding. He promised to guide us in all truth. As Peter said, and now she quotes this, what we just read. Some things are hard to understand, which those who are unlearned and unstable twist. So she continues, and I quote, does that mean we shouldn't search for truth? Of course not. As we study more, we have more light, which dispels the darkness and confusion. The world is our only, the word, sorry, not the world. The word is our only source of reliable light. So let's dive right in. End of quote. Okay. Well, Freedom Force Battalion lady, literally 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16 is calling you out because you are unlearned, you're untaught, and you distort the word of God. Oh, but we'll get there. We most certainly will. Okay. Wow. So just to say that some of the verses that pertain to the tribulation are Matthew 24, Daniel chapter 12, um, verse 1, Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Chapter 2, she begins now to explain that everyone is waiting on a Messiah. And she goes, Christians are waiting, and I quote, those who follow Judaism are waiting for their uh, Mosaic, and Christians are waiting on our Messiah. True Muslims are waiting on their Mahdi, Hindus are waiting on their Krishna, and Buddhists are waiting on their Maitreya. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Maitreya. Okay, mm. a lot of things I want to quote in this chapter. She says that, and I quote, they all expect him to bring peace on earth between all people, meaning Christ. What a coincidence, but maybe it's not a coincidence. Maybe Christ will guide each one of these groups into the truth removing the deception. And that's how we will all come under his authority as king of kings. Similar to this verse in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15. And then she continues to quote Ephesians 2, 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two peoples, one new man, so making peace. Uh, okay. Let's see what it really says. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15, it's talking about who we are in Christ, right? 
And Paul was talking about the two groups, right? Circumcised, uncircumcised, and then how because of Christ, we have now become one. So verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. So that, right, the, the, circumcised and un, the circumcised and the uncircumcised, that's Jews and Gentiles. So because of what Christ did, he broke the barrier. There's no longer Jew. There's no, right? Isn't that what the Bible says too, right? There's no Greek. There's no um, Jew. We're all one. And then verse um, 15 is what they took out of context. So by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, so he's this is talking about Jesus, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself, not in the law, but in Christ, he might make two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Okay, she totally took that out of context. And then verse 16, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having it put to death, the enmity. And then verse 17, and he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. So that has nothing to do, that verse, with what she's talking about here. Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists have nothing to do with that passage of scripture. Okay, let me continue because there's a lot. Okay, I quote, Christ will bring all his people of the world together in peace, breaking down the deception that has divided us. And I quote, that's end of quote, and then I'm going to pick up this quote. This is, this is where they're deceived. So I believe that they believe in kingdom now theology. In one of her videos, she stated that AD 70 is when all this came to place. So they don't even see that real. Then I firmly believe that they are replacement theology people. So they have, they're batting zero right now. They have more strikes against them and they need to fall upon their face and repent. And you as a born again believer, this should also vex your spirit as well. She says, and I quote, when you read the word Israelite or Jew or Hebrew, sometimes the context is about a physical lineage, but most times, catch this, it is talking about God's family. Huh? What is she talking about? Further down, she says, um, she calls them fake Jews, by the way. <laughs> okay. And then, so there's fake Jews and there's Messianic Jews. So apparently all the non-Messianic Jews right now are fake Jews. She says, and I quote, simply Jews in a general sense, encompassing all of God's people. You see, the subject is complex. No, it's not. It's actually quite easy. Believers from every nation are what the Bible calls true Israelites and true Jews. This is very important. The enemy has used the subject to cause unbelievers confusion. Yes, there are differences because of ethnicity, but the most important distinction, especially for this, is to see God's promise to his entire family, whether by blood, lineage, or by adoption, end of quote. So then she continues, and I am just not even going to get into this. I'm just going to show it to you, and I'm going to break it down to you. In the book of Daniel, there are four kingdoms, right? There's the Babylonian, there's the Medo-Persian, and there is the Greece. And then finally, the one that never fell is the Roman Empire. And that's where the Antichrist will come from, is the revived Roman Empire. She kind of gets it right, but it's not really right. I don't know if you guys can see that. So 
This right here, if you can see that, she calls it the Holy Roman Empire. And this is what she says. And I quote, in 612 BC, the prophet Daniel interpreted King Nebuchadnezzar's dream of future world empires. The Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, and then the divided kingdom. Okay, I must have missed that. Each of these empires has come and gone except for the last one. Do you see where we are in the timeline? We are down to the ten toes. We have been in the divided kingdom since, sorry, promised myself I wouldn't laugh. We have been in the divided kingdom since the fall of the Roman Empire. It really didn't fall. It just kind of stopped, really, if you think about it. That's why it'll be revived because it was never destroyed. The divided kingdom is the last empire before the kingdom of Christ. This is based upon King Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream, which Daniel interpreted, recording in Daniel 2 below. So anyway, then she goes and she continues to dissect each kingdom. And uh, that that's a fun read. So yeah, we're not going to go there, though. Then she literally talks about the Antichrist, but has no idea that she's talking about the Antichrist. Like it is written right here in black and white for this woman in the Bible and even in this book. And she still does not realize. And she even bolded it. So after this, I kept looking at the night visions and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrifying and exceedingly strong. And it had large iron, iron teeth. It devoured and crushed and trampled down the remainder with his feet. And it was different from all the other beasts that were before it. And it had 10 horns. Okay. So technically, we have been under the rule of this divided kingdom. And we're going to get into this more. Um, so the 10 toes of Daniel 2 and the 10 horns of Daniel 7. The 10 toes represent the divided kingdom. And the 10 horns represent the last kingdom before the kingdom of Christ. And she goes on with other stuff. And the beast was slain and its body was destroyed. Oh, but we won't jump there just now. We will go ahead and read on so you can see she does not believe the Antichrist is an actual person. Oh, we'll get into those videos. Oh yeah. Just hang tight on that. Are you ready? And I quote, before we can go on, can we identify this terrible, devouring, crushing, trampling beast? The divided kingdom with 10 toes, 10 horns of crushing, dominating power. Those of you who are awake, apparently I must still be sleeping, and those who follow QAnon already know. Oh, this is, are you ready? She has the key. This is the new world order. This is the new world order. The bloodlines, the globalists, international bankers who have controlled the central banks and puppet leaders in almost every nation. She begins to mention names. Rothschild, Soros, the house of Sayud. So they're, I guess, the head of human and drug trafficking. So then she continues to read about the bloodlines, Astors, Bundys, Collins, DuPont, Freeman, Kennedy, Lee, Onassis, Reynolds, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Russell, Van Doon. And this is what she says about what I just read. The Bible calls them the Antichrist. Because everything that they do is opposite of Christ. Now, in her defense, that's what Antichrist means, right? You're, you're opposing what Christ is. But this is the Antichrist. And as we read, I believe it's in John, 3rd uh, John, um, the Antichrist will come. 
So there is great deception. So this is what she says. Anti-nation, anti-freedom, anti-health, anti-family, anti-faith, anti-law, anti, anti, anti. <clears throat> so from that, let's dive into this video so you can see exactly what I am talking about. Okay, number two, the Antichrist deception and devastation. Okay, remember how Daniel said in Daniel chapter 7, verse 7, I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. It devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten horns. Okay, every time it talks about these things, there's a so much symbolism, so much picturesque language, and it's easy to get tangled up and confused by some of these things. But the bottom line on this verse, there is some kind of creature <laughs> group that is so terrifying, so horrible, it is so, and so destructive. It just it crushes people with no mercy at all, okay? So think of it this way. I mean, if someone comes in, oh, hello, I'm the Antichrist. <laughs> How do you identify the Antichrist? You have to look at what is happening under their regime, okay? You've got anti-peace. So anti-Christ, what is Christ, okay? Who is Christ? So think of the opposite from Christ. Anti-Christ, think of the, the UN, which you may not be familiar with what the UN does. If you want to go to freedomforcenews.com and learn about what the UN has done. And basically, in, they're coming in peace, but they actually are using people and forcing uh satanic agendas and and stealing from the people and all that but i'm not going to go into all that but think of the un think of proxy wars where whoever's behind these wars they make they're likely on both sides and they're just making tons and tons and tons of money and causing all these people to die i mean that sounds just exactly like a recipe from the pits of hell doesn't it so what think of anti-unity think of division on every level gender race religion everything think of someone who's funding antifa just to cause all this anarchy and chaos right um anti-freedom think of surveillance state think of that they know this youtube video that i'm putting out and they're watching every move that i make and youtube everything that every every tweet every text every email everything that we do Everything is recorded in Facebook or whatever. They know everything that you're doing. Okay. So I trust you enjoyed that one as well. So let's carry on with, uh, and I'm only in chapter two. I'm only on page 15 of this book. So, and she says, and I quote, every major religion is waiting for the imminent appearing of the Messiah. But to be frank, if the Messiah were here and we were dead asleep under mass deception, we wouldn't even recognize him or know who to fight in the Battle of Armageddon. See, they think that they will be fighting the Battle of Armageddon. No, um, no. That's why we needed a great awakening. And that's what this next chapter is about, end quote. So she's talking about mass deception. So I, I have news for them. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, the devil deceives them. They will be deceived for sure. So what we're going to do now is we're going to dive into some of her videos so you can see exactly who she thinks the Antichrist is, what that's all about. And um, so anyway, sit back, enjoy. I'll be back. Okay. Think with me here. 
the Antichrist has been hidden for many, many years. And the question is why? Well, we know from scripture that the Antichrist will be lawless. The Bible even calls them a man of lawlessness and doing evil deeds. So it would stand to reason that he was not going to want his criminal acts exposed, right? Okay, so he's working under, look here, he works under the power of the deceiver, Satan, with magic and trickery in this direction. Okay, so we, many of us have, have, have come to realize that we've been lied to through the media, through education for many, many years. So the enemy is very, very good at that. Okay, the Antichrist is very, very good at that. Think about the mafia, where the most horrible crime might be committed, but no one says anything, right? It's <laughs> right, or you're killed, right? It's just a cover up. Now, they use the media. And so don't expect the Antichrist to be exposed on the six o'clock news. It's not going to be. Think of the entertainment is busy trying to keep you uh, misdirected. And even the Bible teachers. Don't you notice how they're always saying, oh, well, he'll come in the future. He'll come. I imagine we could be a thousand years from now. Oh, well, it's in the future, in the future, in the future. And what if he's here now and doing his criminal acts against us, against all of humanity, and they're covering for him? Maybe they know that they're doing that and maybe they don't. So why would they do that to cause us to stand down? If we are not alerted to that he's here, if we're always someone in the future, then we will not fight against him, correct? Okay, that makes sense to me. So look here at what Daniel said about him. And through his shrewdness, he will cause deceit to succeed by his influence. Okay, so by his shrewdness, by his evil wisdom, okay, he will cause deceit, trickery, to succeed by his influence. So somehow or another, he is someone who has all this influence to cause a lot of trickery, a lot of deceit on all of mankind. And he will magnify himself in his heart and will destroy many while they are at ease. Okay, so magnify himself in his heart. Basically, you know, just like the satanic powers, he's like, I'm basically God on this earth and everyone has to kowtow to me, right? And he will destroy many while they are at ease. So when we don't even realize what's going on, it's right under our noses and we don't understand why are all these things happening. And it's because he's tricked us. We're tricked into thinking that someone in the future, not someone who's here, who is here now. All right. So now these are some of the tactics to watch out for and this is the misdirection the anti for example this you know just like a, a, a magic show you know they're not really <laughs> spoiler alert they're not really doing magic they are misdirecting us right we know that but it's still like amazing and this is the satanic trickery i'm not talking about the magic show i'm talking about what the, the antichrist has done is the satanic trickery so consider this as some of the misdirections of the enemy okay and how they've twisted god's word and i, I know this might be sound very different from what you're accustomed to hearing but just consider it pray over it and ask the lord to to guide you okay what if one of their misdirections was to have the to tell us that the Antichrist would only appear after the rapture when the truth is, because that would cause the believers to stand down. 
said, well, I'm not going to be here anyway. I can't fight him because he's not here and I'm going to be gone anyway. I've heard people literally say that. So, but the truth is the Antichrist has been growing and growing and growing more powerful and has basically had the noose around our necks and the church will be here to destroy him, but many will sleep right through it. That's why I'm making this video. I'm hoping that believers will watch this and wake up and realize that we are taking it to the enemy and you're going to miss it. We're going to win whether you're part of it or not, but we're, we're about to win and you're going to miss it. If you don't, if, if people who don't know, we're going to miss it completely. What if one of the misdirections is that the Antichrist is an individual person that would cause believers to look only for one person rather than a look, looking for a worldwide cabal? When the truth is that the new world order is a worldwide secret society mafia cabal. How about this one? What about this misdirection? Discuss have everyone discussed three options for the modern pre, post, and amillennial views. That's a classic misdirection to give people three options, keep them focused on which one of them is correct, when actually none of them is correct. Doesn't that sound exactly like the trickery of the enemy? They have playbooks that show them how to do this kind of stuff to keep us busy looking at this and that and the other when none of the options that they've given us is true. The focus should be on Christ's reign and destroying the beast, okay, that he will reign for a thousand years. Actually, the classic pre-millennial uh, view is pretty close, I believe, to right because they said that Christ would reign, but that it, the, the church would be here to reign with him and that is what's happening okay here's another one they said to wait for a temple to be built and the antichrist will go sit in there <laughs> i don't know what he's supposed to do once he's that in there but anybody wonder why the temple is never built <laughs> the antichrist would never build that temple because then he would be exposed it's just it's it's a classic i mean that is just awesome great way that they've caused us to stand down also to wait for this Gog war. There would never be this Gog war. There'd never be someone identified as Gog. And so it's always pushing it out into the future. And they just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. They're like, these people keep falling for it. Oh, the Lord coming in power and great glory. Will, will we see him face to face? I hope so. I don't know. I hope so. I believe so. If I was going to bet, I would say that we will. I believe that he will reveal himself. But either way, he is cleansing this earth. He is healing this earth. He is he is coming with the brightness of his glory. All right. So I trust that you enjoyed that one as well. So I'm going to plug my um, playlist here on YouTube that I highly recommend that you go check out. And uh, you'll see the little screen pop up here. Just go ahead and click that and it will bring you to right to the playlist. So there's a total of eight videos. There are many episodes. So I think the first one is actually the longest at 18 minutes. Then there on out, you've got 11 minutes, eight minutes, five minutes, six minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, and then finally around three minutes. So basically, I start from the rapture and I quickly work my way through the book of Revelation. And uh, so anyway, click on that link that you see on the screen and enjoy the playlist, share the playlist, subscribe again to this channel. So uh, I wanted to plug that because in just a brief amount of time, 
you can actually understand the book of Revelation, unlike these people. So next, what I want to move on, and before I do, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that this is happening, that we have to go through this. Uh, Ezekiel 38, the, um, I'm sorry, Ezekiel 37, that chapter has been sung by Chris Tomlin, Lauren Daigle, uh, which we'll hear in one of her videos not from Lauren Daigle, but from this lady. This particular chapter has been wrongly sung about, wrongly exegeted in churches. It has nothing, and let me repeat, it has nothing to do with the church. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. Ezekiel 37 is this. It is Israel becoming a nation, and that prophecy has been fulfilled in 1948. I believe it's May 14th, 1948. The prophecy of the dry bones is nothing but Israel becoming a nation. So what I want to do now is I want to play you a video. Again, this is what they believe, not making it up. And you'll see with your own ears exactly what they believe. that with you. This is from um, Revelation chapter 11, and it's weird. It's just a weird, weird, weird chapter. So, so much of Revelation is. It's so good, so much strange symbolism. And so I thought, well, you know what? I want to just read this. It's so weird because it's got two witnesses. And of course, what do, what do witnesses do? They testify about the truth, about what they have seen. And so the two witnesses here, one of them is weird because they can shut up the heavens so it does not rain. And that's kind of weird. But if you know the Old Testament, you know that Elijah did that. And I don't know if you know this story, but it's like amazing. And one of the, one of the videos I want to try to go into Elijah because it's just amazing what he did. He stood against Jezebel and Ahab who were pedos of their day, horrible, and how they were stopping all the, uh, all just horrible, the worship of God. And they were causing satanic worship. And it was just awful what they were doing. And so the, on the day when Elijah came in, he stopped it from raining for three and a half years. So that, that got their attention. And so then it turned out that at the end, it was true. They, they, the people began to realize they'd been deceived. They'd been tricked by these people and that, that, that this was just a false God, that all the things they'd been doing were horribly wrong. And so then it was amazing and all the, the bad guys were destroyed. Anyway, so it was an amazing thing. And we're actually seeing that kind of reenacted today, which is so amazing. Anyway, so the other one, the other witness is, um, so he represents the, the, uh, the, 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 the religious teaching, the religious, you know, uh, the, um, the teaching about God, the ones who speak truth about but their relationship with God. So the other one is the one who actually can cause plagues so that, um, that like, like Moses did. Okay. Like water turning into blood. Okay. Who did that? Moses did that. And why? Because he was, he was going to, um, deliver the people from the tyrant Pharaoh. Right. So, which is, which is amazing because it's, it's the church and the government. It's the, it's the two the two witnesses are those that speak truth in this world. We've got the government that is supposed to be working for our good, which clearly has not been, and the church, which has fallen off on its job. And the same thing happens in Revelation chapter 11. These two witnesses should be doing their job, and they don't. 
And it's so weird. It says, um, it says uh, these two prophets, they're olive trees. They're supposed to be olive trees for the healing of the nations, but then they don't. And it says when they complete their testimony, in other words, they shut up. They don't do their job. They're, they've been infiltrated or for whatever reason, they don't do their job. And so um, they, they end up being killed. Okay, it's not a physical killing, but it's like they're, you know, we got churches up and down the street. We got churches on every corner. And why is our country in the shape that it's in, right? Because obviously there's something wrong. There's something not being done by the church because it should be having a, 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 a sanctifying effect on our country and it's not happening. So it's like they're dead. It's like the government's dead. The, the church is dead. What's going on? You know, it's not about going to church. It's supposed to be about having a, a, a beneficial effect on the on the society, which has not been happening. So this is what it says. This is so weird. It says when the, the beast will kill them and they will lie dead in the streets for three and a half days. And that's so crazy because they're like, what do you mean? If this is literal, then this is weird, right? And then so, and that they're not being allowed to be buried. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Anyway, so the bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem. And for three and a half days, all the people's tribes and languages and nations will stare at their bodies and no one will be allowed to bury them. Again, if that's really what's going to happen, then that is weird, right? But it's a, it's symbolism. It's that there's churches and there's governments and it's like there's, everybody's thinking this is so funny because they're not having any effect, right? That makes more sense to me. And so all the people who belong to this world will gloat over them and give presents to each other and celebrate the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. So the government is not doing its job, so the evil can go on. The church is not doing its job, so evil can go on. So they're like, yeah, this is awesome. This is so great. So, but listen to this. This is the cool part. Revelation 11, 11 says, after three days, God breathed life into them and they stood up. Isn't that awesome? They stood up. That is exactly what we're seeing, y'all. That is what's happening. We're seeing people standing up. It's, it's a miracle that we would, after we've been basically dead, we're standing up and we're standing up and fighting for these children. We're fighting for our families. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for freedom. We're just awesome. So it, it, this, this is so cool. It says terror struck all who were staring at them. And that's talking about the ones who've been doing all this evil. They are scared to death, right? They terror struck all who were staring at them. And so then it says, and two loud voices from heaven called to the prophets, come up here. Now, what I think that's really talking about is that each one of you, each one of you has a role to play. Each one of you has a position that the Lord wants you to, to fight in. Rise up and be and fulfill the role that God has given to you to play. Whether you're a police officer or a teacher or a, a superintendent or a judge or whatever, that you will rise into that position. He says that he has made us to be kings and priests for him. He wants us to reign with him for a thousand years, which I think we're fixing to break in on, which is absolutely amazing that we get to be here to be a part of this. And I can't wait till I get to tell you about Revelation 14 because you're going to be like, ah, this is so cool. Anyway, so that is what is happening. And at that same time, there was a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of the city. So I don't really think it's, a, it's about a physical earthquake. It can be whatever. But more than anything, it's just everybody's shaking in their boots and shaking, shaking to death. They're just petrified. And that's exactly what we're seeing. When we see... Oh, at this point, there's about 1,800 CEOs that have resigned. Trust me, they're in trouble. They are freaking out. They are shaking in their boots. It's like the whole world is coming unglued as far as they're concerned, right? And then you've got uh, the 1,100 pages of seized assets. These people who've had their assets seized, they are freaking out. They have no, no assets. What are they doing? 
And if anyone helps them, they have their assets seized. So these people are really pinched down. They're really in a spot. And then, you know, when you see all these, you go on these sites and you look at all these sealed indictments, something's going on. There's something going on. People can say, oh, it's not going. Yes, there's something serious going on. And some people are fixing to get into some serious, serious trouble for the things that they've done. They thought, hey, this is cool. We're going to celebrate. We can do whatever we want to. Uh, yeah, it's over. All that is over. So that is Revelation chapter 11. I hope that really encourages you. That's not the whole thing, but oh, I got to read this one more thing. It Oh, this is so cool. So it says, and it says the world has now become, oh, let me back up. Um, the, the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Okay, so we've known all these years that he he received the crown that he was, he's been, because of what he did on the cross, that he's been given a name above every name, that at the, knee, the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory, to the glory of God the Father. He is Lord. He is King. Why is the world in such a terrible shape? So it says, though, that now he has become, the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders sitting on their thrones before God fell on their faces to the ground and worshiped, saying, We give thanks to you, God Almighty, the one who was and who always was, and now who you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. Oh, can you imagine, y'all, if, if we're about to break forth on the day when all this evil will be gone? It, I was just reading the verse that says, in I think Psalm 37, it says, you'll look for the wicked and they'll, you won't be able to find them. They'll be gone and the, the righteous will have peace and prosperity and health. Oh, I just like, this is too amazing. I just can't even, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. But y'all, this is what's been talked about for so, so long. This is, this was written 2000 years ago, but I'm going to be telling you some stuff about Daniel that was written 2,600 years ago. This is, this is stuff that's bigger than what we, it's just not just our little world. And that's what I wanted to make this video about is because I want you to understand this is not just what we are seeing and with our, with our eyes, this is, this is written and this is, there's nothing that can stop it. And we see that y'all, we see that with, um, with, with Trump, nobody can Trump Trump, can't do it. They try. Okay. Isn't so that awesome? I want to talk to hear that because I want you to be excited that this is what the Lord is doing in our day. We are getting to see it. I didn't know what it was going to be like. We, the church, they keep saying, oh, Jesus is coming back soon. This is him ruling, y'all. This is what we're seeing. He is now ruling the earth. Whether you physically see him or not, he is ruling the earth. And these people are in shock. They thought they were going to win, but they're not. So I want Down the road where all the prodigals have walked One by one the enemy is whisper lies And let them off as slaves But we know that you are God Yours is the victory We know there is more to come That we may not yet see
All right. So I hope that one uh, <laughs> tickled your fancy as well. And uh, Lauren Daigle, um, she just keeps on rolling in to solidify the fact that I firmly believe that that woman is not born again at all. Okay. So I want to go ahead. This is, we're now in chapter three. This is Awakening Humanity. And it says, first of all, ooh, that's what she says, not me. So I'm quoting. First of all, ooh, a valley full of dead, dry bones. Gross. Sorry to tell you, but that is humanity. No, it's not. We were massacred and didn't even know it. The swamp creatures are everywhere, doing thousands of terrible things to destroy us. And then she continues to go on, but I'll spare you the, the details. So as you saw in the video, and she also claims here, that is humanity waking up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She continues to say, and I quote, hearing the word of the Lord, not from preachers, <clears throat> false preachers. I, I, I commented on one of her videos. I'm curious to see what kind of church this lady goes to. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see what church she goes to. All right. So uh, finishing my quote here, we have heard the word of the Lord directly from him. We heard him tell us about the new world order. Did you get that memo? Because God doesn't audibly speak. He speaks through his word. So God is now talking to QAnon about the new world order and the pedophiles and the human traffickers and the money-making wars and diseases and the chemtrails and the puppet leaders and the fake news from every direction. And on and on and on. And we've heard him tell us to expose the evil. You ready for this? And to take his kingdom by force. So she misquotes again, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, where it says that John the Baptist, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent. And she literally puts in, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. Where are we? Right here. Okay. I'm not making this stuff up. She literally puts in parentheses or yeah. Q patriot warriors take it by force. And here is the saying that we've all seen and we know very well where we go one, we go on, right? WWG1, WGA. She continues to butcher Ezekiel 37 and she claims that they're the mighty army that this that we're reading about in Ezekiel 37 is Q's army. Huh? Right. Right? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, my love. They're talking about Israel becoming a nation. So, hey, everyone, uh, we're going to end it there because we're going to dive into Joel chapter 2, verses 1 through 11 that she completely butchers. So if you want to do a little homework on your own and you want to um, rightly divide that passage of scripture, feel free to to do that. And uh, we will meet here back on Friday uh, for our Friday's podcast regarding this book. And again, from here um, until we finish the book, uh, my podcast will upload every Wednesday and every Friday, just because of the sheer volume that we will be discussing. And, you know, we can sit back and have a conversation. I, 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 I wish this woman would reach out to me. I would love to have her on here and we can open the word of God together. Um, cause right now she's totally lost. She's completely blind. She, she's just lost. She can't rightly divide the word of God. And the thing is, is she's, she's tunnel focused on QAnon and a movement that is not of God, right? God doesn't need us at all. <laughs> He's God. He doesn't need us. So anyway, I'm going to end here. You guys have an amazing evening and 
again, this is just a lot to take in, a lot to dive in. So um, that's it. Subscribe, share, thumbs up. You guys have an amazing evening. And uh, until we meet again, bye guys. So hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. As always, I trust that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I ask that you subscribe right here to this YouTube channel. Or if you're listening to us on a podcast platform like Apple, Google, Spotify, we've added two new ones, Pandora and Amazon. Please go ahead and subscribe there as well. I think on platforms, uh, I think like Pandora is called Collect. So whatever option it's giving you to make sure that you follow our podcast, just select that option. And it's twofold. Honestly, it kind of garners how many listeners we're getting and who's subscribing to that channel. And it's also going to help you be notified when we upload a new episode. So Life Clips is kind of moving. It's morphing into something a little bit more than what we started just because of the nature of the world in which we're living right now. So with that being said, I don't know if I'm going to continue to upload every Friday. I may increase that to two or maybe even three times a week. So with that being said, if you want to be notified, you need to subscribe. You need to subscribe and it's free on everything. Anything that you subscribe on is free, both YouTube and also the podcast. Please, if you want to be on this podcast, I welcome anybody, and I mean anybody on this podcast. You can email us at lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. You can also, if it's easier, Facebook message us. So we are on Facebook and Instagram at Life Clips Podcast. All one word, Life Clips Podcast. Also, in case you want to find us, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to find us on YouTube, we are Life Clips Podcast. Yes, but Life Clips is one word. So please make sure that you note that. Life Clips is one word. Um, so what else? I think that's it, right? So anyway, with all that being said, I'm going to save the best for last. And as always, when I end my podcast, it's the most important news that you'll ever hear. It's the most encouragement a Christian will ever hear. And one day we will get to see. So look up for our redemption is drawing near.